Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Straight Talk for the Soul series, your vibrational, multidimensional vitamin for the body, mind, and spirit. I'm Carrie Murphy, your host, creator, and founder of this global broadcast and brilliant community of light. Uh, I want to extend a bright and a beautiful good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to all of you tuning in from around the world. We're celebrating season 27. We are now in the flow of this new season, uh, and today I have joining me multi-dimensional channel writer speaker divine oracle modern mystic zoe davenport is here we're going to talk about ascension through physical embodiment so welcome home beautiful souls and luminous light leaders to this next potential opening and expansion of your of your consciousness and this new opportunity for deepening your spiritual evolution. It's an exploration that we, you know, go on together here every day. So thank you for being here. Know that this is um, a soulful sanctuary, a harmonious haven, a sacred space to feel loved and connected, to feel united rather than divided, uh, to ignite your soul's radiance and feel empowered. This is a unity community designed to inspire, uplift, and liberate you. And I'm dedicated and devoted to walking hand-in-hand and heart-to-heart with all of you as we soar into new divinely inspired realities and potentials together. So trust that you're in the right place at the right time. Uh, Today's show is another heart homecoming with Zoe. Uh, So just sit back, uh, relax, breathe, open, and receive. We're so thankful that you found uh, your way here today. If you have not subscribed to our show, we invite you to do so. It's a free platform. You can access everything at straighttalkforthesoul.com. You can also listen to all of our replays on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Audible, and Stitcher. And you can connect with us further in our private Facebook group uh, or on Instagram. I just enter in Straight Talk for the Soul on Facebook. Uh, Instagram is just Carrie Murphy. Uh, and now my favorite question, what is the best that could happen today with Zoe, myself, and all of you? Uh, please set a clear, empowered, personal intention for what you wish to gain or feel or experience. Uh, my intention with our gathering is to be a clear and pristine communicator of divine light and love and selfless service to allow for the greatest openings into pure your tranquility, peace, harmony, and empowerment for all of us gathered here. Uh, you're welcome to write in and let us know how you're doing throughout the show in our webcast. You can send your questions in that way. And if we have time later, we'll take live callers. Uh, press star 2 on your phone to raise your hand uh, for that. And now let me tell you about my beautiful co-creative partner for today. Uh, Zoe Davenport is a multidimensional channel She's also a writer, a speaker, a divine oracle, and a modern mystic dedicated to being a catalyst to connecting others to their highest potential, truths, and wisdom within. Through speaking, writing, and connecting with both groups and individuals one-on-one, she's assisted many in unveiling their deepest purpose and their soul callings. As an adept seer of the infinite fields of quantum existence and higher planes of dimensional frequencies, Zoe has embodied the mastery of recognizing our highest potentials, you know, the highest potentials that exist within an individual. And she guides others in creating a fluid plan of how to ground these potentials and dreams into their present-day reality. 
As a young child, she began honing her gifts as a medium and a clairvoyant. And over the past 14 years, Zoe's been on a journey of in-depth integration and embodiment through rigorous self-study and spiritual ascension. In 2014, she began building her professional career on this foundation with the release of her first book, Love is the Answer. Now she works with a full range of individuals ranging from CEOs to founders, executives, and practitioners to assist them into embodying their deeper purpose and potential. And today we're talking again about ascension through physical embodiment. There'll be a live meditation later on in the call, so stay tuned for that. Zoe's going to highlight how when we're present in the body, our spiritual tools are strengthened, our connection is deeper, and the way that we create and manifest and receive is accelerated. She'll be sharing how it's quite common um, during an awakening to often leave the body, often returning and not, not feeling connected, almost denser or heavier. And when we cleanse our emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual bodies, we get to be in the moment, be here now, and feel the richness and delight of the human experience. And also a deeper integration of spirit takes place uh, when we witness ourselves in the now as multidimensional. So we're going to be diving into all of that and more, um, looking at ascension symptoms, We'll talk about how we can expand and hold more light, and we're just going to flow with it and see what see what comes in. So uh, grateful to have Zoe here, so let's get started. Please join me in extending waves and waves of love, light, and joy to Zoe as I welcome her to our sacred circle. Zoe, welcome, beautiful. <sighs> it's so great to be here. <laughs> I just felt like I got an activation in the introduction of this call today, so thank you. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you're here. Um, we connected quite a few years ago, and it's just nice to have you back, and I want to get caught up on what you've been up to, but uh, before we do that, I want to talk about a little more details about your journey and you know I read a little bit in the bio but Zoe what feels significant to share about your awakening journey in this lifetime mm, that's a great question so I just see this little transmission before I kind of dive into any information that I call for the highest divine light frequency of energy and emotional intelligence and wisdom to flow through me. May my vessel be a divine conduit of all of the most highest information across all planes of existence, realities, timelines, grounding into the here and now. Such a gift and divine pleasure to be here. <sighs> Just calling in the divine presence of my higher self, soul, soul star, family, Angels, guides, and all other beings, light, and any beings that are not here for the highest good to go home and evolve. Show me. Show me. It has definitely been a journey since the beginning of the awakening. And as I was kind of sharing in some of those notes you were reading, a big part of my journey in the past was to leave the body because the body felt dense and heavy because there was trauma there there was density there was 
parts of myself that I wasn't loving or wasn't appreciating or enjoying. And so, you know, before the awakening journey, it was to, to numb out through, you know, coffee and television and, and everything. And then over the last, uh, over the course of the last 12 years, it's funny, my ears are ringing really high as I'm sharing this. <laughs> like, um, over the course of the last 12 years, I would have these really profound spiritual experiences that you just, you can't make it up. Like they were so profound and I felt so elevated in my consciousness, like these moments of like, wow, like I feel heaven on earth. I feel love. And then I couldn't quite work out why there was then such a catastrophic tumbling of frequency sometimes like the next day it's almost like I would have a I was like so spiritually high and drunk on love that I almost like would have a hangover the next day like my body would feel really kind of heavy and distorted and, and out of thoughts and then my mind would start playing tricks of a story of like okay well you're not ascended then or you're not that was that was an illusion and you know and then I, I would feel like it would be such a huge gap again between where this potential was that I had experienced but where my body was there was almost like a time delay and so mm. over the course of the last you know 12 years I've really dove into this how can I minimize the gap between this connection right. to source this connection mm -hmm. to love and but feel that at a cellular level so that the experiences I'm having are intertwined with my physical body and mm -hmm. that's kind of where I'm at today is a deeper integration of that so yeah I wanted to kind of put that into the space because I, I think right this is quite common for a lot yeah, of yeah right and before we explore that more deeply um when I was reading your bio you know even as a as a young person you were clairvoyant and all of these things um did you did that stay with you all of the uh the spiritual um qualities throughout your journey or did they kind of go dormant for a while you know i find that so many people on this spiritual uh, journey in this lifetime sometimes suppress some of those things for you know a certain period and then they come back online so what happened for you I would say yes and no. I, I My awareness now is greater to my spiritual knowledge and my gifts and my ability to access, you know, clairvoyancy and mediumship and remote viewing and telepathy and everything like that. It's like it's a much clearer channel and awareness that that's activated. But even when I was numb to a spiritual journey, I always kind of knew things before they were going to happen. I always had profound <laughs> information to, 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 to be brought through for, for, for people that I would have conversations with them. And I would, it was this night and day. Like I, I remember in my twenties, I would, would share information I don't, and I just, it would just come through. And then I would see these massive changes in people's lives or the, a lot of people, met through me that have been 
gone on to get married and have children and that seems to be a theme that I have held for many years as well it's like people live with me mm-hmm. and they meet their their partners I was sharing about this I should change my job and just <laughs> just like have people live with me and they, and they meet their partners <laughs> um so it's like I it's always been there and I think most mm-hmm. of us will realize it's always been there but because we didn't have an awareness to it it's like we didn't really know what it was but we knew we were different like I knew my whole life that there was something about me that I couldn't quite put my finger on. And it felt like I wasn't, I never really fitted in or belonged. And mm-hmm. I never really had like a deep connection to um, humanity, if I was honest. I could never understand the pain and the suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, I can relate, Zoe. Um, <laughs> I think most people who um, participate in a community like this can relate to that. And um so did you have an awareness or remembrance of your um uh your eternal nature your cosmic self um your star lineage things like that um at any point you know when you were younger or did that happen more recently or has that happened at all mm. yeah so when i was younger I definitely was head in the clouds and would get lost for hours in my own thoughts and my own imagination. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I would go off on my own for hours and, you know, I had imaginary friends. So, you know, that's kind of (laughs) what that Mm -hmm. was. And I had my own special language, which was probably light language. And um, I used to tell people I was a weather witch and psychic. So that definitely like at childhood, that was that was very much there. And then into my teens and 20s, I just kind of put it all down to energy, like everything's energy. So I didn't really look into it too much. Like I I, I felt spirits and things, but I was just trying to fit in with humanity at that point. I was like, okay, I need to stop being a Fruit Loop and get into <laughs> <Right. laughs> stop, stop making right. normal normal friends and, and, and stop talking about these things. But it's always it's always existed. It's always been there and I a, a big part of why I wanted to kind of not pay attention to any of it was because of my mum and dad were quite spiritually aware but just unfortunately kind of playing out their, their shadows with each other. So my perception of spirituality was was dense it was very heavy for me it was very traumatic and so I couldn't I couldn't even burn an incense stick for 20 years mm-hmm. I could like could not literally could not and like crystals all of it like no thank you and ironically <laughs> the main part about me that I was trying to oppress all those years and I was trying to when I was trying to find myself was the thing that I was trying to oppress so once I started to actually opening that up through my spiritual waking and go, oh, I see, actually, this isn't something that I can ignore any longer. Because by, by that point, I think my guides were like, okay, what can we do to get her attention to wake her up from her amnesia, right? Because when we're born, we have amnesia. We don't remember why we came here, who we are. And that's part of the the joy, I guess. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> remembering our, the adventure. our the adventure and our divinity and I yeah it was definitely my mid-20s I now I've got the you know the context my gut we've since laughed about it but you know they were definitely trying to create some pretty big significant signs in my life for me to start questioning and start moving through the layers because there was a lot 
there was a lot to get through that I had incarnated with to, to, to be in service. And so, you know, that spiritual awakening was a very accelerated journey for me that first year in particular. Right. So, yeah. And, you know, in, in calling yourself a multidimensional channel, and you just mentioned your guides, um, who is it that you channel and who are your guides currently? Yeah, so for me, multidimensional channeling is our ability to access all parts of ourselves that exist mm -hmm. simultaneously in the past, present, and future, and all of the aspects and versions of our soul's consciousness that have wisdom to share with us in this lifetime. And so we can look at that. So I say my guides, but I see that as, you know, if we look at ourselves as source consciousness, I see that as all of the different versions of us. And so mm -hmm. at various moments in my life, there is different frequencies that I will connect in with. And that can be a, a multitude of energies th throughout the day. And there's definitely a very specific, like, soul star family that the last couple of months I've been dropping in with. And I'll be honest, the last two and a half years, I even had shut off this kind of channeling, this word channeling or channeling beings or angels. Like I kind of shut that down because I wanted to experience what it was like to ha to have a, a, an experience of my physical reality with my body. And so I had to kind of almost like get really into the body and, and present with the body without going out too much so that then I could learn how to bring the energy, the wisdom, the wealth of, you know, our angels and guides and all the, our higher selves, but in the body so I could feel it at a cellular level. So it's only recently that I've started to open up that channel of communication again and my guides are like thank god <laughs> like, you know, they're like yes finally like it's you know we've been trying to throw a brick at you so um and so it's different so zoe zoe what was it that caused you to need that that physical grounding or that you know our topic for today ascension through physical embodiment because if you kind of shut that down for a couple of years and really needed to be present in the body, what happened that um, that uh, that caused that to happen? I think, honestly, if I was brutally honest, I took on the belief structures of a couple of people that I really looked up to as, like, spiritual leaders, and I took on their belief system that that was not a part of the awakening journey. And it's quite funny now looking back on it that actually my ability to bring wisdom through is a massive part of my gifts and my assets to support the world. And so I think I'd kind of almost taken on that belief. So that's kind of one thread of potential mm -hmm. over there. And then the other thread was I wanted to get really clear with my own intuition. Right. And so I think sometimes if there's any part of me that feels like I'm giving my power away or not quite trusting my own knowing, it's almost like looking for that security and that validation in an energy outside of myself, 
was not supporting my ability to connect into my heart and my intuition and my body. And so there's part of that as well that needed to just kind of release that to really get clear and then opening that back up when I'm tuning in now and messages are coming through. Like I feel 20 feet tall. I feel so expanded <laughs> in my energy field and my physical body gets the healing and the blessing and it just, it, but it's, there's a presence to it. So it's not going off into a different dimension. Like I, the dimension, dimensional dimensions, like they sit on top of each other. And so when we grasp that concept, we can, we have that experience within ourselves and ourselves. So that's a big kind of part of it. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting because you were on the show probably two and a half years ago. And yeah. now here you are back two and a half years later. And it, it's kind of ironic that um, <laughs> that was going on during that time. And now it's like you're you're fully grounded in your body while also connecting with um you know, the higher aspects of you. Um, and it sounds from what you're saying, like you feel very um, comfortable with that and grounded and and clear. And so good timing for you to come back. <laughs> Perfect divine timing. Um, so I want to talk more deeply about this, being present in the body. Um, because as I read in the bio, there was something you wrote about you know, when we are present in the body, you know, this, our spiritual tools are strengthened, our connection is deeper, and also the way that we create, manifest, and receive is accelerated. Describe your experience of that. So there's an effortlessness that mm-hmm. we get to embody when we slow down trying to it's almost like letting go of like this this spiritual high or if we haven't felt this huge profound thing what are we connected it's it's actually very subtle the energetic shifts that can show up in our lives and when we are really present with the body our bodies communicate to us exactly what we need and there's no longer this sense of restlessness or that time is running out or this kind of Mm -hmm. this ascension train that we've got to do all these things now it's like there's a there's a stillness that happens that creates peace in the body and allows the body to communicate to us what it needs And as we take care of the body, our channel is cleaner, right? So our channel is lighter. And I I see too many people not like it's 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 almost like they'll do the meditation practices and you know do all these courses. Yet the the body is crying out to have the basic needs met. For example, like most people can't even get the basic needs right for their body but yet they're wanting to improve their psychic channel and their mediumship skills and you know it's like 
being present with the basics allows an opening because we are we're able when our bodies are, are more cleansed and purified emotionally physically energetically we we basically we process more light so that's how we raise our frequencies our, our nervous system is able to regulate more light per second and that's how that source consciousness is able to then fill up in our physical vessels and that's how it kind of expresses and manifests itself into the physical reality so the kind of middle piece is the body if that makes sense like this is like the the vessel for that yeah it does it does and i can feel it um through you um this sense of serenity um groundedness and you know no rush no worries you know when we were talking about um, you know, what we were going to talk about today, both of us are kind of like, yeah, let's just be in the flow and, you know, we don't need to figure it all out and have all of these, you know, mental notes. And I love that. I think that's a, um, an expression of your embodiment and, and I feel it. It's just sweet, sweet serenity, you know, and you're mm-hmm. in the flow and, um, and you said, what was the word before we went live you used? Nourishing, nourishing. Mm. And your your energy feels that way. It feels very nourishing, um, supportive, grounding, all of those things. So, um, um, oh, someone just wrote in, and, or I was just checking the webcast. I guess they wrote this in a little while ago. Um, you remember when you mentioned um, about you mentioned something about remote vision and uh, viewing and telepathy. Um, someone wants to know, Carolyn wants to know if you can expand on that and your experience of this. Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, telepathy is accessible when we can cultivate an unbelievable amount of presence and stillness within the physical mm-hmm. physical body because as we're not kind of looking for the next thing or thinking about the next thing or not worrying about the future and so when you can slow that down you can start to hear information um that surrounds you because you know none of this is a physical reality this is a holographic projection of our mind's consciousness co-created and when we slow down there's no time right there's timelessness and stillness of presence and most of humanity when we look at the systems that have set been set up is so designed to keep the nervous system in fight or flight and keep us looking for the short-term fixes, the dopamine fixes, right, of life. Mm-hmm. And so when we break past that and we slow down, you will get to start to hear information. Like, I, I, I remember I was in a, in a shop once and this little dog came up to me. And he was like, here, you can, you can hear me, can't you? I was like, <laughs> uh, I guess so, I'm telepathically communicating to a dog right now and he said listen this is really important you have to tell my owner something and I was like okay not knowing who the owner I mean this is a random shop that I went into it's like you have to tell him I want the the bone biscuits I don't like the other ones tell him I don't eat them I want the bone biscuits 
<laughs> make, make sure you tell him. And I was like, sure. Okay. It was like, the, you know, like this little dog, it was like the most important thing in its life at that point. And I said, sure. I'll, I'll, you know, and I'm speaking back to him telepathically, like, sure, I'll tell your owner. And he's like, now I'm going to give you a healing. And he went and sat on my foot and he just kind of snuggled into my ankle. And I was like, this is such a, I was like, is this actually happening right now? <laughs> and then the owner came out and I said, is this your dog? And he said, yeah. He didn't even, he didn't even batter an eyelid that I said this. Your dog has a message for you and it's really important. He said, oh, and I said, you need to buy him. I didn't say bone. Yeah. I said, you need to buy him the biscuits. And he said, oh, I know they keep, they keep running out of the bone biscuits. And I tried these other ones, but he doesn't like them. I'm going to go to another store. (laughs) You can't make this up. So these skills are accessible to us when we let go of controlling of how and when it needs to open up for us. Now, there's nothing wrong with studying, and I am a firm advocate of studying psychic abilities and meditation and and all of that, but the the piece in the middle is the ability to slow down and be really, 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 really present, to listen through the energetic signature of what we are receiving from the reality around us. And so that's just kind of like one example where I wasn't necessarily forcing a telepathic connection, but I was really present to this being that was connecting to me. And because of that presence, I could hear what that little being was telling me. And in this case, he really needed those bone biscuits. So (laughs) bone-shaped biscuits. And then, (laughs) then with the remote viewing, I would say this you can you know you can practice remote viewing but again you need to be really still and people's minds are so busy you know what did you eat for lunch what are you doing tomorrow what's happening you know it's like like runs on overdrive so again it's presence and stillness and this may Mm -hmm. seem like really basic information (laughs) that I'm sharing and just use your breath but how often do we practice presence and stillness throughout the day? And that's the invitation is the more that we can practice that multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. Am I present? Am I connected? Am I grounded? And take those really deep cleansing breaths to, to recognize that you're here in the power of now, and then look at what can start to unfold from that experience. It's almost like everything becomes this like shamanic journey of life and tuning into the richness. So, mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think even yesterday, I mean, starting the new season yesterday, we were talking about some of the basics of energy that are often overlooked, you know, um, and I think some of these, these, the presence, breath, all of these things, um, when when truly practice, we do see more, we hear more, we feel more, we connect more. And that's when all of those um, spiritual gifts like telepathy, remote viewing, channeling, you know, just happen organically because we're in a state that allows for that rather than just, you know, trying to force something to happen when, um, our nervous system is not ready for it, you know, that go, go, go. What's Like you were just saying, you know, what's happening next? A million things going on at once. So um, to cultivate that state of presence is really, really 
important. And um, yeah, uh, Zoe, I want to take um, um, quite a few people are writing in, so I want to go to some of the questions here, if that's okay with you. Um, let's yeah. see. Okay, Jackie from Spokane. Hi, Jackie. Um, she said, I've left my body a few times. One time was during an important meeting um, that I feel I should have been given, been more involved in. For what reason do we leave our bodies, and can we stop it from happening if we don't want to go? Hmm. I'm, I'm curious as to where she went when she left her body. Yeah, Jackie, where did you go? Yeah. <laughs> where, where, did you, where, did, where did you go and what did you see? Right. Because um, let, let me be really clear. So this isn't about, oh, I've got a ground and I've always got to be in my body. Like astral travel is, is super fun and it can be really, really transformational. But you're still connected to your body. If you weren't connected to your body, your soul would flip off and, you you you, you, you know, your physical body doesn't, your physical body doesn't have a soul. It would function for so long until it, you know, that's it. Like the soul is what makes, gives it life. So there's nothing wrong with leaving the body and having out-of-body spiritual experiences. And sometimes, in some cases, the density of the body has to mean that the, the soul needs to leave the body to, to, to have that experience, to come back to the body, to teach the body how to have that expanded experience and more holding more light, right? The, the, the objective of this is how our nervous systems can regulate more light so we're not frying our brain cells because of the frequency is very high, right? So it just takes time mm -hmm. for the integration for that to happen. So when I started receiving this, you know, this light encoded information like years ago, I, I got this firm message like you will fry your brain cells if you have too much light too soon. So the body has to catch up a little bit. So there's nothing wrong with leaving the body. We're not trying to always be in the body, but we are trying to integrate more of our cells at a cellular level. And so I'm curious if she's answered where she went. <laughs> oh, she just she just said, I don't know. I didn't see anything. Um, I guess it was just a feeling that she um, disconnected from the body or from the circumstances um, is what it sounds like. Um, but her question was, how can we stop it from happening if we don't want to go? That's between you and source. So I find sometimes, you know, everything that's happened to me on my spiritual journey, I wasn't asking for it. I wasn't trying to stop it and I wasn't looking for it. And so when I've had out of body experiences, like now I'm more, you know, present and connected to it, but sometimes things have to happen beyond our control, beyond the mind. And it will not necessarily make sense to the human now, but it would make sense later on. If, if that's, if that's, mm -hmm. you know, and mm -hmm. so if, if this is happening all the time, then perhaps there's a learning in, okay, what is my soul wanting me to be in attention of? What am I to learn? from this experience because you are so divinely safe and guided like your soul your higher self knows your journey and so asking questions 
of your soul and your higher self and what can I do to be in awareness of to why and what is happening in this experience so it's a very personal journey and I'm very careful to share it in that way so that there's no belief systems or you know it's a very personal journey it's a very personal journey of a spiritual awakening and specifically as to why that's that's happening and you know sometimes there can be a almost like a trauma response so maybe there was somebody in the room maybe something was happening with their energy that the the beingness of you felt the need to kind of exit out and then come back when it felt more safer there's a whole yeah there's a whole I mean that's kind of when I'm tuning in intuitively like I feel there's a little something like that but there's something in the 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 astral travel for you to to be learning at at a deeper level and perhaps some you know affirming every day or in the evening like I'm fully safe I'm always coming mm-hmm. back to my body I'm connected I'm grounded I'm here so that then when these experiences do happen you feel a little bit more in the exploration of that yeah absolutely <clears throat> I agree with that I was sensing the same thing um Jackie I hope that you heard that my dear um okay Sheila from Covington said how do we release old low vibrational energies and beliefs from this lifetime past lifetimes and our lineage that are keeping us stuck and unable to break free and become our true essence it's a very strong hold on me um these lower vibrational energies and beliefs from the past past lifetimes lineage um what can you recommend with regard to releasing this for sheila hi sheila so great to connect with your energy and what i would say is you've asked the question of a spiritual awakening <laughs> so you know it's it's like that's the journey that's the entire journey of the of the human now and one know you're exactly where you need where you need to be number two let go of it needing to be past lives for a minute because when you start kind of like bringing that in like oh my gosh there's this life and there's all these past lives it can create a little bit of like unnecessary overwhelm for the mind. And remember, we want to bring the mind into a lot of presence and stillness. And so break it, it's like kind of break it up into little chunks. Like what feels the most nourishing and most supportive direction to take that would help to support your spiritual awakening. So perhaps get really basic, like maybe it's starting with the belief system and looking into how can I start to reprogram these beliefs? And low vibration, just letting go of some of the terminology of low vibration, because as soon as we say low vibration, we become disconnected to the energy that we're feeling in our bodies. And this is quite a, a normal trauma response, right? Like most of us have grown up with trauma from childhood. And when we start to disassociate and call it low, and we're trying to get to a high frequency, it can create a detachment. So getting really present with how do you feel in your body, not who you were in a past life and not trying to disassociate. So that that would be some really good kind of starting point. And there was something else coming through for you. Give me one second. Sorry, because sometimes when I'm sharing information, it's coming through as energy and it's like... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so I'm getting specifically uh, focusing on doing some body cleanses. If you've not done a heavy metal detox before, that would be a, an amazing start to the journey of starting to release some of these what you would call low vibrations because it will just give your body a chance to start getting into some of that deeper healing. And so the heavy metal detox will start to clear out the heavy metals so that you're not being affected and bombarded quite so much with all the EMF rays and things. So that would be a good place to start. But the big question that you've asked is like literally that is the spiritual awakening. Like how do we clear our past traumas, our past lives and like not be in a low vibration? It's like, well, that's the journey. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to learn and what feels good and, and go in that direction? And, you know, maybe it's taking a course or maybe it's doing NLP or maybe hypnotherapy or working with a counselor or a therapist or maybe it's sitting in silence and meditating and seeing what wants to come through. But definitely heavy metals for you would be would be good. Mm-hmm. It is the journey and uh, the journey of evolving in this lifetime. And it it doesn't happen in an instant or a flash and it's just continual I love to use the word nourishing again because you know what feels nourishing to my soul today you know so that we don't get overwhelmed by as you said all the you know all of our lifetimes and all of the traumas and from our you know all of these things I think it can be more manageable and more enjoyable um, yeah <laughs> when we can just try to, you know, find the most nourishing experiences we can have from day to day that will support us feeling more um, present, you know, grounded, all of those things. So, Sheila, thank you, my dear, for being here, and I hope you heard that. Um, I'm going to read another one from Linda. Linda said, thank you for this gathering. We're glad you're here, Linda. Um, she said, I'm curious how to call back gifts from other lifetimes and embody them into my present life. I know they're all meant to be called forth in this time now. Um, thank you so much. So bringing the gifts of other timelines into this here and now. Okay. What would you say? So... Following, much like following on from, from Sheila's question, like the, the, the message, I just wrote this down actually, was we can't force the process and we have to let it happen naturally. And so we can have an awareness that we are having in a spiritual awakening and we can have an awareness that we're wanting to raise our vibration. We're having, we, we can have an awareness that we want to clear past life trauma. We can have an awareness that we want to bring our, bring our gifts back from other lifetimes. Okay, so it's good to have an awareness and then letting go of the control, the expectations and the attachments of the how and when that will show up for us. Because once we start getting activated to our spiritual awakening and every one of us listening to this information right now on, on this call together is spiritually awake, right? We, we are activated to our awakening. And so it's almost like the coding sequence, <laughs> if you want to get like mathematical about it, is starting to happen we're already on that train and so spaciousness with the journey will help to bring us what we are ready to know at the perfect time right and so I was not specifically looking for my Claire mediumship skills to be activated. In fact, I was probably the opposite of that. I was not wanting to connect with people's 
deceased ones and and all the other things but that was what came through when I was least expecting it and I was actually focused on something completely different to do with my spiritual awakening and that was what started to come in like really really strong and so understanding that our gifts are already within us and as you cleanse your mind your body and your spirit right you're clearing that density more of you can come back in because you can hold more light and with that is a natural activation of your your gifts and so sometimes people have these spiritual gifts which are very activated but they're not quite fully present in the body right and sometimes then they come in the body and it's almost like they feel like they're human again because those gifts aren't as activated but then as they clean the body out the body starts to feel safe to hold more of this energy which is more of us more truth right and then those mm-hmm. gifts start to be activated again so that's kind of part of that richer and deepening process that we are that we're going through and if you want some kind of tools uh to keep the mind happy then cleanse the body cleanse your digital space cleanse your physical home cleanse your relationships with love cleanse your physical items and be light keep keep things mm-hmm. keep things lighter and purify. that will yep. purify mm-hmm. and so it's almost like the physical act of uh cleaning as well like when you clean your home or spaces you're kind of clearing karma because you're cleaning, <laughs> yes. cleaning cleaning is a great way if you're really frustrated with life clean your house from top to bottom and organize all your things and see how you feel afterwards it's a very very yeah. satisfying ritual it's very symbolic of creating space within and yeah. I, I do it daily and it just feels so good and and you know with the intention of just purifying the inner and outer spaces and i think um it creates the spaciousness that you were speaking of um and the spaciousness to allow the gifts to naturally flow in because we're just we're in that openness that spaciousness that flow and then the gifts that are already there can organically shine forth and through and within us and around us so beautiful question beautiful response um thank you zoe and before i take i'll probably take another couple questions but what i'd like to do now zoe is talk about your special offer um it does have a lot of tools included in here to support people of course as well as a a session with you which you don't typically um offer so we're grateful that you're doing that so for those of you who want to take a look at this uh go to straighttalkforthesoul.com uh click on our marketplace link you will see zoe's beautiful smiling face click on her picture and it'll take you to the special offer that she's created for you so um the first thing the big thing um is a private session with zoe so um Zoe, do you want to talk about that, and then we'll and then we'll mention the, the all the bonuses that you've added as well. Sure. Yeah. So I 
really tuned into what's the most supportive offering that I can give to the community. And yes, I was kind of specifically told by my guides to open up um, private sessions. I was like, okay, this feels good. And these are very powerful sessions to help you come into alignment with yourself and have crystal clear clarity on what's perhaps been holding you back and some really good kind of multidimensional information as to what to do to move forward so that you can start integrating those shifts into your life. So what we, what I typically do is we kind of do a little energetic transmission at the start so that we can open up the space. And then we'll just dive straight in and we'll see what wants to come through and you can ask questions. And I'm kind of reading your energy field, like I'm reading your present self, your past self, your future self, I'm reading your higher self. And, you know, your team will come in and then information that they want to share. And really looking at kind of where your holographic signature is and what is needed to kind of start to recode and repattern that. So moving mm -hmm. forwards. So, yeah, they're really powerful sessions and anyone that signs up, you know, give yourself, you know, a good 10 to 20 minutes before you hop on to just be in stillness in meditation. So not rushing around and taking the call in your car before you go to something else. Like give yourself the space to, to have a session. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And again, I'm grateful that you're offering this. Um, really appreciate that since I know you don't typically do that on um, shows like this. So thank you for that. And then there's a whole bunch of beautiful quantum tools. Um, you and I were talking about them a little bit before we went live on the show today. And as you mentioned, these, these are your, your top ones. I mean, the ones that are most, uh, beneficial. So do you want to touch on some of these, uh, that you've added here in the, the offer? Yeah. So we have the quantum tools library, which, uh, consists of different kind of energetic techniques in the form of a guided transmission that you listen to and then you kind of follow along in your um, in your visualization practice and you know we've got a range of topics that you can dive into dependent on what you need support in so there's like an abundance garden there's manifesting thought into form so looking at like how can you really visualize thoughts into form using sacred geometry in your mind's eye. There's a finding clarity technique. So if you're feeling a little bit displaced and not really sure, like on the steps moving forward, you can kind of tune into that transmission. And, and they're designed to be short and powerful, impactful practices, right? So it's not like you've got to dedicate like five hours of your life to doing something. It's like five to 20 minute transmissions that you can dive into and retune and get back into to presence. And then I've got a beautiful meditation library for you as well. Again, these are kind of short five to 20 minute transmissions of, you know, whatever you feel you need. There's like a morning visualization, there's a gratitude, there's kind of an energetic cleansing wash process. I love that one, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. um, there's a unconditional love, there's setting your daily intentions. So the idea of this library is to pick and choose what you need when you need it to bring yourself into presence, give yourself clarity, help to ground your nervous system and be more connected to you. So I love them. Beautiful. <laughs> I listen to them. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's what helps us to be as open as possible, as clear as possible, as spacious and present as possible. 
on our daily journey. So thank you for including all of that. Um, and if you're new to the show, we do offer a three-pay option, if that's helpful for you, where you can pay for any of our special offers over a matter of three months. So just wanted to mention that. And um, thanks again, Zoe. And before we move into the meditation, I'm going to read a couple more um, questions. Uh, Linda wrote back in and said, thank you. So grateful for the response. Much love and light. Uh, Sherry said, so much wisdom. Um, uh, Jackie wrote back in and said, your response was very helpful. Thank you so much for the clarity. Thank you guys for your feedback. And I want to go to um, Jill, Jill from New York. Um, Jill said, this is wonderful. I'm learning so much today. Um, we're so grateful you're here, Jill. Um, she said, my cat, Buddha, uh, has been biting and itching for a couple of years. I heard he, that he is carrying some of my worry since he is a healing cat. Most recently, I heard to bathe him in warm water, but he's still scratching and biting. I'm wondering if you can see a way for me to help him more. That's Jill and Buddha. Mm, that's a great question. So animals do tend to take on the roles of healers and caregivers for their owners. I mean, they hold unconditional love, and so that's kind of part of their healing signature. So the best way you can help your cat is really tuning in and how can you help yourself? And how can you get to the root of what's happening within you that the, the Buddha, the name, the cat's name is? Mm-hmm, I love right. that. <laughs> so that Buddha mm-hmm. is not necessarily like taking that on. You can also talk to Buddha telepathically and share like, I really appreciate you being a healing conduit for me, but I don't need you to do that now. I'm going to take care of myself and thank you so much for the healing and the energy that you've held for me. Like you don't, you are safe to not have to take that on anymore. So there's two things, right? Taking energetic responsibility and getting to the root cause of what is it within us that is needing attention and looking at and then giving giving the cat permission that it doesn't need to take that on. Mm -hmm. Right? That's really powerful. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you heard that, Jill. So much love to you and Buddha. Um, Okay, Mel. Hi, Mel. Um, Mel says, I feel shame and responsibility around all of the deaths of the ones that I love. How can I truly love myself with these dark feelings toward myself? Yeah, that's a question. I'd love for you to elaborate why you feel shame and responsibility around is this loved one's passing or I'd love for you to kind of elaborate on that a little bit more Mm -hmm. for me. Yeah. Yeah, Mel, if you can write back in. Um uh she had also said, um while we're waiting and maybe she'll write back in. Um where was it? Um she is stuck in releasing self blame and condemnation. I've tried so many modalities, but this is still painfully in my face. I'm a loving, generous soul and I want to heal to be in the highest frequency and be of service. So it sounds like there's there's a lot of self-blame, condemnation, and then shame and responsibility around the deaths of loved ones. Um, mm. Okay, so how can you help others? So 
Okay, so the message I got through from your guys is we are eternal, no death, no light, no life, sorry, only energetic transformation. No one is responsible for others for their for their time. Right? And so mm-hmm. forgiveness, right? You want to heal others. Forgive yourself for having tried to control anyone else's journey. Right? That's the most freeing thing is we cannot control the free will of others. That's why we don't have our, you know, um, all of the different alien races and the councils of light coming in and messing around with the planet because we have free will. That is, that is what we have. And so we are eternal, no life, no death, only energetic transformation. So there's no ending and there's no beginning. There's just a transference of energy. And so whatever we have deemed to have lost in loved ones is within us. It's always within us. And the forgiveness allows us to come into peace. And that peace allows us to come into gratitude. And so this is showing up in, in, in your life for you to integrate with that within yourself. Right? But there's a part of Absolutely. you that subconsciously wanted to try and control the outcomes of others, the, the life, the lifespan of others. So see beyond mm-hmm. that, and that will help. Mm-hmm. I hope that you heard that, Mel. Lots of love to you. Um, one more question, then we'll move into the meditation. Sherry wanted to know, can you share more on um, having choice versus fixed is how she's phrasing it. Um, so it sounds like a little bit more, maybe on, on free will, having choice versus fixed. Can you share more on that? Choice versus fixed. So I'm assuming in terms of your life, like do you have choice? Do you, Can you make choices on your life or is everything already predetermined? Mm. So, you know, it's almost like the chicken and the egg, right? What came first, the chicken or the egg? It's it's never the 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 point is they both came at the same time, because there is no time. Everything is happening now, past, present, and future, and every conscious choice that we have creates a multiple of different scenarios and outcomes and and realities. Wow! And as I'm saying this. I, I very rarely see this outside. This is the first time I've seen this in six months of living here. There was a hummingbird that just flew mm. past. So, <laughs> and hummingbirds represent joy and they're very present. Um, so when you, not to get too scientific about it, but when you study string theory in quantum physics, there are so many different possible outcomes and scenarios and potentials and when you really start to kind of go along this path and get into it deeper and deeper and deeper, you realize we don't actually have control over anything. And it's only the ego's perspective that we have control, that we get to control things. And when you surrender that piece, you step into a deep knowing. So it's no longer a, a case of, oh, I trust the universe that I'm, my bills are going to be paid. You just have a knowing that you are eternal. And it doesn't matter if the bills are paid or not. You are eternal and you're in this experience in now. And this is your power. This is your divinity. So the difference between choice Mm -hmm. and fixed is they both happen simultaneously. 
and it's the surrender <laughs> and it's the surrendering of how that needs to look or show up is what frees us from the illusion that we had control mm-hmm. in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> she just wrote, "Wow." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. um, I'm loving. Response. Yeah, I'm loving these questions today. Like we're we're going into some really deep, deep stuff here. I love it. <laughs> like <laughs> that's like really touching me. I'm like, I got my team here, and I'm like, guys, come on, help me out here. <laughs> um, Sherry, thank you for the question. Um, oh, Mel did write back in, and she said. I think, you know, based on her, how she was feeling about her loved ones who had passed and the responsibility, she said, I think it may be past life because even as a child, um, if there's an animal in the neighborhood, I would feel at fault. I used the idea, we create our own reality to prove I created the loss. Mm. So, oh gosh, um, yeah, that can, that can be. Oh, I just want to give everyone a big hug for the amount of crazy, like, spiritual stuff that is learned over the years. <laughs> like, help everyone just to let that go. Like, let that go. Like, oh, I just want to give you a big hug. I really do. I feel that so strongly in the heart. Oh. Yeah. She did write back in after that and she and after what you just shared earlier. Oh blessings, I took your wisdom to heart. I feel like I'm at some point of a major choice around this. Um and this is so validating. Um and she said that hummingbird also felt like a powerful sign for me too. Again, thank you. I hope the choice will shift this illusion. Yes, Mel. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um Love that. And Sherry just said, love, love, love. Oh, Mel just said, crying so hard. I feel your hug. Mm. <laughs> Aww, thank you, Mel, for um, being here and sharing all the love with us. So, Zoe, my dear, um, meditation time. Um, okay. Any idea what you want to uh <laughs> We shall see. <laughs> All right, we'll flow with it. And no, I'm idea. sure it will be beautiful. <laughs> I remember. I remember about ten years ago, I set up a a, a weekly meditation group, and I, I I called it Fanny Group Meditation. And I was so nervous that I basically print. I hand wrote a guided meditation that I got off the internet, and I had four people arrive, and I started to read it, and I was so nervous that I stopped people and I was like well hang on a minute I'm I'm really nervous and so my words were like stumbling over each other and then like it took about a month where I then started to write my own meditations and I was like I had this perspective of like you know you can't you, you can't get this wrong you can't say the wrong word or something so I was so tight in my body and I'd be reading out my guided meditation and then by about the fifth time I recognized that I was no longer even reading what I wrote. I just allowed what you wanted to come it. through. And I've never done, I have never written anything down since. I never prepare. <laughs> Beautiful. Well, I don't know yeah, why it's like we, <laughs> you're in the flow. You're in the flow. And that's where the magic happens. And yeah. well, I will let you, um, do your thing. Okay. Beautiful. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay, so just when you're ready, everyone, taking a moment to close your eyes and taking some cleansing breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. 
<sighs> and just releasing any sounds and ahs and sighs that you wish to. Breathing in. Breathing out. <sighs> Good. Breathing in. Breathing out. <sighs> and then just breathing in through your nose and out through your nose. As you breathe in, breathing in for counts of four, breathing out for counts of four. Just bringing your awareness to the spot between your eyebrows to your third eye. Allowing your eyelids to relax, jaw to relax, shoulders to drop down. Allowing your entire body to just be. Soles of your feet connecting into the earth below you. And bring your awareness to your breath. If your mind starts to wander, just breathing in and breathing out. Just almost sending a cord of light from your root all the way down into the crystalline core of Gaia. Grounding and anchoring you into this space. So we open up the four directions of the north, the east, the south and the west. Core into this space, our higher selves, angels, guides, councils of light. Ancestors, elders, elementals, and all beings that are here for the supportiveness of this beautiful transmission of light. Again, all energies, I'm not here for the highest good to go home and evolve now. Show me. And breathe. Just seeing how much deeper you can draw that inhalation all the way down into the depths of your abdomen. And then just surrendering on those exhalations, feeling how good it feels to let everything else go. Noticing the mind is waiting for something to happen. Bring it back to the presence, the stillness, pausing. And just almost creating space between each breath. With each breath drawing in vital life force energy, breathing to know that you are alive.
And as you focus on your breathing, we are so pleased to connect with you in this moment. We would define ourselves as the Council of Light. And we are here in divine service to support all of you. Many of you have been feeling somewhat disconnected. And so we bring you the reminder of your breath. to allow the nervous system to relax and to slow down and feel into the gratitude of the breath. And as you use your breath, Feel how it feels. Now you are conscious to your breath. And imagining that you are breathing that much more of you, of your consciousness. And as you surrender your breath to the process of exhalation, Feel how good it feels to let go. The simple art of the breath. We remind you are the foundational and fundamental tools to connect more to who you are and to play with different styles of breath and feeling how the different ways of breathing operates and activates different parts of your body. In this moment, we have you in a relaxed breath state And it is fun to experiment. How does it feel to breathe in through the nose and out through the mouth? How does it feel to breathe in through the nose and out through the nose? How does it feel to breathe in through the mouth and out through the mouth? How does it feel to breathe in and hold and breathe out? Play with different ways of connecting to prana, life force, energy. And with this, we also wish to remind you the importance of earthing. This is your bare feet on the bare earth, not on the concrete, but on the earth. And feel this. For there is a electromagnetic network of light information 
that runs through all organic matter. And as you ask yourself, you dip in and connect to these crystalline grids of consciousness. And we wish to remind you to connect with the central sun and to feel the information that is available to you when you are present and you are connecting. Take a deep breath in and hold. And breathe out through the mouth. Take a deep breath in. And hold. And breathe out through the mouth. And then just bringing your breath back to normal. Thanking our star family for the transmission. Noticing how you feel, maybe bringing your hands together in front of your heart space, bowing your head to your heart. Take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. And then just slowly fluttering your eyes open and welcoming in the light. And just seeing how you feel, noticing how you feel, looking around the room, becoming aware of the physical reality of which you are in. And just being reminded to share that it's so easy to connect. And that the more that we do this, the more opening we have for all that is available to us. Ah, beautiful. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Zoe. Sweet, sweet serenity. <laughs> serenity and spaciousness is what I am feeling. Um, how is everybody else doing um, after that beautiful meditation? And I love that you were just in the flow and then the Council of Light comes in and <laughs> shares their beautiful message. So um, thank you, Zoe. And Okay, I'm going to go to the webcast and see. Oh, Jill wrote back in and she said, Carrie and Zoe, thanks for the message. I have told Buddha he does not need to carry anything for me and thank him with kisses and words all the time. I'll do it more. I'm getting to the bottom of what, quote, itches me and he is improving. I see I'm on the right path. Thank you. Thank mm. you, Jill. Um Linda said, sending hugs to you too. They are so powerful. Hugs to all. Sherry said, beautiful. Um, big hugs to all around. Um, thank you guys for sharing. Um, uh, thank you, Council. Simply beautiful. Um, thank you, Sherry, for, for that. It was such a peaceful, 
the word spacious just keeps coming back. And I think what I feel most from you, Zoe, and that I've, I'm taking away from our, our time together today is the potential for creating greater spaciousness, you know, within us to allow more light, to allow us to be in the flow. And, and, you know, you, you brought up a lot of beautiful wisdom points here today that I really want to honor you for. And uh, I feel your serenity and your your presence, and it's a beautiful gift. And thank you for sharing that with all of us today. Mm, thank you. And my my biggest healing journey, honestly, was the regulation of my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Like it really mm-hmm. helped to receive so much of who I was because I was no longer in fight or flight and I I think I've been in fight or flight my whole life and this really helped to actually ground in my body like I want to be in my body now like we're not fighting each other like my I feel Mm -hmm. like my my soul landed into my body properly and I was like oh oh this is what this feels I like this (laughs) I can do this yeah this feels good this feels good right no, I feel it. And um, oh, Sherry just wrote in nourishing. Yes, so nourishing. That's, that word has come up a lot today. And um, uh, Susan from West Valley City said, feeling very peaceful. Thank you, Carrie and Zoe. Thank you, Susan, for being here. Uh, Macalia from the UK said, thank you for such a beautiful meditation. Feeling my heart and crown opening wings fluttering and soft light coats landing on my skin exquisite i love that word fluttering mm. <laughs> um you actually used that word when we were coming out of the meditation <laughs> yeah fluttering your um, eyes. <laughs> yes macalia thank you and yes i hope that everyone's feeling nourished and um Monica from New Zealand just said, thank you, Carrie and Zoe. Wow. Thank you to the Council of Light for the transmission. So nourishing, so grateful for the breath of light, of life. Much love. Thank you, Monica. Um, beautiful feedback, a beautiful sacred circle here today. And Zoe, as we are wrapping up, any uh, final message or anything else that you'd like to share uh, before we say goodbye to everyone? Hmm. Yeah, I would say building a relationship with the body is the best tool that you can have to activate everything that you want to connect to in terms of your spiritual journey and spiritual gifts and abundance and receptivity and experiences. It's really the gift mm-hmm. is to be here through this physical vessel. And not to escape have, it. <laughs> not, yeah, not to escape it. And then also just have patience with the journey as well. Have patience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Absolutely. Thank you, Zoe. And your essence and what you brought forth helps us to be in that frequency of just 
presence, spaciousness. There's no rush. You know, <laughs> we're in the flow. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I want to thank all of you for the gift of your your time, your love, your presence, your readiness, your willingness to open and expand. It is an honor and a gift to have had you with us. Um, you're welcome to continue writing in and let us know how you're doing, how you're feeling, what stood out for you, uh, what shifted for you. And then just let the brilliant, beautiful, bountiful blessings flow to you. Open, open, open to receive the benefits of everything that's been ignited within us and around us today. Um, and of course, consider the wonderful opportunities to expand on this journey with Zoe and with her special offers. And uh, just remember that you are brilliant, you're resilient, you're dearly loved, you're not alone. Thank you for joining Zoe and myself on this soulful adventure today. I am sending crystalline rainbow waves of new earth grace, glory, and gratitude from my heart to yours. May you feel it, receive it, and then offer it to those you encounter today um, or tonight, wherever you happen to be in the world. And as always, until next time, please give yourself full permission to shine instead of shrink, express instead of suppress, and of course, own that amazing, powerful, unique glow of yours. Uh, take flight, beautiful, beautiful beacons of light, and I'll see you back here in this playground of light next time. Mm. Uh, bye, everybody. Bye, bye everyone. Zoe. Thank you.